Welcome to Abide's Sleep Meditations. I'm Tyler Boss, and I'm continually encouraged night after night to remain in my Creator, which in turn has helped me to grow in so many ways, even as I sleep. And I hope you find that same encouragement as well as you listen. And you can have full access to all our sleep stories, commercial free. Just text the word ABIDE to 22433 for 25% off the Abide app. Just text ABIDE to 22433. Now, relax your mind and body as we hear tonight's sleep story. Welcome. I'm glad you've decided to join me in tonight's bedtime story. I'm Melissa. Sometimes, life can feel so overwhelming and busy. Spending time with plants and nature will help us to slow down. Tonight, we'll take a siesta in a sunny greenhouse full of tropical plant life and see how well the gardener cares for each and every plant. So take a moment to get cozy, stretch out, or bundle up. Find that perfectly comfortable spot and settle into it. Feel the soft, warm covers over you. Close your eyes and take a deep breath. Let go of all the tension from the day. Sink into the safe, loving presence of Jesus. Before we get started, let me pray for you. Lord Jesus, thank you for this child of yours. Tonight, I pray for your miraculous peace to cover this listener as they drift off to sleep. You take care of everything we need. Please give them the rest and renewal they need for the day ahead. As they sleep, I ask that you would bring healing and assurance to your child. Help them to trust that what you say is true. You will provide for them. It is in your name that we pray. Amen. Now that you're comfortable and ready for sleep, step into the greenhouse with me. This greenhouse is bigger than the house that you live in, with fully grown trees and paths that wind around in circular garden beds. The glass-paned walls arc into a large dome ceiling high above your head. It is a sunny, cool afternoon outside, but the air feels warm and inviting inside this protective glass house golden sun drips like honey over everything on the inside a warm path of earthy reddish brown tile leads you through the greenhouse both sides of the path are neatly outlined by clean white pavers some of the spaces have rich dark soil where different kinds of ferns and trees grow right out of the ground other areas are marked by knee-high flower beds. Terracotta pots of all shapes and sizes scatter around the space, overflowing with bushy plants and flowers. The path ahead of you 
has been freshly swept. If you listen closely, you can hear the gurgling and splashing of water, the call and response of bird trills, and the hum of the breeze against the glass window panes. You take a deep, cleansing breath, feeling your tension melt away. The misty air holds a fresh green scent, sweetened by the flowers. You look up and see a cluster of palm trees brushing against the glass dome. They stand proud, towering over the shorter trees and the lower flower beds. This is a safe, quiet place. It's a place for us to slow down, to watch things grow, and to indulge in God's incredible creation. In Matthew chapter 6, Jesus says, And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field, how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? Isn't it wonderful how well God cares for you? He will give you everything you need You can rest, knowing that he will take care of every detail. And there's no need to worry about the future. As you walk along the path, little brown birds flit through the trees over your head. You walk through a white trellis arch, supporting a bougainvillea tree. Piles of crisp fallen petals crunch beneath your feet. The vines of the tree wrap all the way around the arch, sporting bursts of delicate fuchsia and purple petals. It's an explosion of purple and green over your head and on the ground around you. Stand here in the arch for a moment and trace the path of the vines from the ground, up the side, over the top of the arch, and down elegantly over your head. Like a leafy chandelier, God has clothed each and every flower on this vine with great care. Psalm 65, verses 1 through 4 says, Praise is rightfully yours, God, in Zion. Vows to you will be fulfilled. All humanity will come to you, the one who hears prayer. Iniquities overwhelm me. Only you can atone for our rebellions. How happy is the one you choose and bring near to live in your courts. We will be satisfied with the goodness of your house, the holiness of your temple. At the center of the greenhouse is a stone water fountain and a yellow cushioned bench. This bench is long enough and wide enough for you to lie down comfortably if you want to. Four paths spread out from the central point to the different sections of the greenhouse. Water bubbles up from the top 
and spills down a series of bowls until it lands in the fountain's base. A few old leaves float on the water's surface. You fish them out and toss them into one of the flower beds to decay. Lean over and look into the water. There is a mosaic tile pattern of blue and yellow flowers winding around the bottom. Tiny droplets of spray land on your skin. You picture those droplets like prayers sent up to God. When we feel overwhelmed, we can meet God in his house and spend time soaking in this peace of his presence. The best part of this is that we can meet God anywhere, even in this warm, sunny greenhouse, sitting on the edge of a fountain. In John 14, 27, Jesus tells us, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Before we can settle into sleep, let's check on the plants. We need to weed and prune and water each of them. Let's see how the seedlings are doing. On the far side of the greenhouse, there are two neat rows of wooden shelves and a glass table. Some of those shelves hold extra gloves, spray bottles, watering cans, empty pots of all sizes, and various gardening tools. Big bags of rich soil sit beneath the table. You pick out a pair of pale blue gardening gloves and put them on. These gloves fit nicely and will protect your hands from getting dirty or pricked by thorns. The table next to the shelves is covered by flat black seedling trays. Here and there, baby plants peek their teeny green heads out of the dirt. A few of them are starting to form their first leaves, but they're not yet ready to be moved to pots. These trays of dirt and new seeds must be kept moist, but not too wet. You select a spray bottle from the supply shelf and spray the trays with a light cloud of mist. Water comes out of the bottle with a soft shh, shh, shh. The gentle watering will prevent the seeds from getting dislodged. Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown in the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Three of the pineapple plants on the shelf are ready to be transferred from their pots to the planting beds along the walkway. Unlike most other fruits, pineapples are not often grown from their seeds. They do have seeds, but they are so easy to grow from the cut-off top of another pineapple fruit. All you have to do is stick the cut base in water with the crown of leaves sticking up, and roots will begin to form. These pineapple plants have outgrown their first pots, 
time to set them in the planting beds. One by one, you take the clay pots in your hands, along with a garden trowel, and walk them across the greenhouse to an empty planting bed. You dig three holes into the soft earth equal distance apart. Then, pull a pineapple crown gently from its pot. With your free hand, you loosen the dirt and roots that have begun to tangle. This will encourage the plant to thrive in its new home. Think of all the variety you can find just in the plants of a greenhouse garden. Isn't it amazing? Some of the plants are grown for nourishment. Others have unique healing properties. And still others are grown simply for their beauty and the joy they bring to anyone who sees them. You answer us in righteousness with awe-inspiring works. God of our salvation, the hope of all the ends of the earth and the distant seas. You establish the mountains by your power. You are robed with strength. You silence the roar of the seas, the roar of their waves, and the tumult of the nations. Those who live far away are awed by your signs. You make east and west shout for joy. We can see God's strength and power in the mountains, the oceans, and great big storms. But we see God's great care and attention to detail in the subtle designs in the veins of a single leaf. Now let's take a couple of watering cans from the shelf and fill them up. This greenhouse has sprinklers built in to water some of the plants, but all the pots and raised flower beds need their own special touch. First, you sprinkle water over your newly transferred pineapple crowns. The soil packs together as it moistens, setting the plants into place. Psalm 65, 9-10 says, You visit the earth, and water it abundantly, enriching it greatly. God's stream is filled with water, for you prepare the earth this way, providing people with grain. You soften it with showers and bless its growth, soaking its furrows and leveling its ridges. Outside of this sheltered greenhouse, God has not forgotten about all those plants. As the verse reminds us, God brings streams and rain to bless the growth of plants all over the earth. You move on with a watering can in each hand to a section of the greenhouse that's full of potted flowers. There are geraniums with bright clusters of flat red flower faces. There are orange, pink, and white palms like puffballs on long stems. There are even impatience, which bloom like flat pink polka dots against dark jade-colored leaves. You give each of them some water and inhale their warm, earthy scent. Moving on, you stop to water a bunch of garden roses, 
The sweet scents coming from this corner of the greenhouse are an absolute dream. Behind them, against the glass wall, stands a couple of young magnolia tree saplings in large pots. These trees, once transplanted outdoors, will give lots of shade from their big dark leaves. Their white blooms will be nearly the size of your hand and will smell so sweet and fragrant. Stepping out from behind a raised flower bed, a gray cat with white paws and a white face looks up at you. The name written on her golden collar tag is June. She lives here, chasing bugs and the small birds that come inside. She gives you a friendly and rubs her head against your leg. You set your watering cans down for a moment and slip off a glove to stroke her head and back with your bare hand. Her gray fur feels soft and silky between your fingers. She responds with calming purrs, gives your hand a small kiss, then continues on her way through the greenhouse. Now it's time to water the herbs. You move on, reading the labels sticking out of the dirt. Calendula, basil, cilantro, rosemary, thyme, and dill. As you water each of them, their leaves release wonderful fragrances. There's catnip, witch hazel, echinacea, valerian, mint, and even licorice. They seem to stand taller and salute you in thanks. Give each of these pots a healthy drink. Then put the watering cans away on their shelf. Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing, yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Now let's take our shears and see what plants need to be pruned. It's important to remove the dead or scraggly branches to give each plant its best chance of growing healthy and beautiful. The greenhouse belongs to a wonderful and careful gardener. He prunes the branches that show any sign of sickness. He snips away with his shears so that every branch will produce healthy growth and lots of fruit. It's time to pull the dead heads off the roses. Garden roses are beautiful to look at, decadently sweet to smell, and even bring a nice flavor to your tea. But their stems are full of thorns. It's easy to get pricked if you're not careful. Using your shears, you snip off the heads of any flowers that have wilted and died. You load the dead plant pieces into a bucket to be thrown out. That's better. Now, the fresh roses have their space to shine. You can tell that these rose bushes have been meticulously tended by a careful hand because there are so many blooms. With roses, you have to prune them down every year until they're nothing but a few bare branches. It looks harsh at first, but once they begin to grow, leaves and flowers 
it makes such an incredible difference. Some of the herbs need to be trimmed as well to keep them from growing leggy. With your shears, you return to the herbs and give the tallest ones a haircut. Basil grows fast in sunlight and needs to be trimmed often for healthy growth. You also trim several stems from the mint, thyme, and rosemary. As you pick up a stem of cilantro, you notice a little red ladybug crawling on it. The ladybug crawls onto your hand. It's red wings of black and white spots that make you smile. Ladybugs are incredibly useful to gardeners because they take care of aphids and other small bugs. God was very thoughtful to design them this way. You bundle these herb trimmings together to bring home and cook with. You can cook with the fresh leaves or let them dry and store them in containers. Finally, you snip a bit of catnip and put it in your pocket to give to June the cat. You crown the year with your goodness. Your carts overflow with plenty. The wilderness pastures overflow, and the hills are robed with joy. The pastures are clothed with flocks, and the valleys covered with grain. They shout in triumph. Indeed, they sing. One of the ways God blesses us is with a bountiful harvest of good foods. Speaking of harvest, there's a group of plants in this greenhouse that are ready to be harvested. Take a basket from the shelves at the back of the greenhouse and let's get started. The tree closest to you is a young mango tree with long, deep green, banana-shaped leaves. Bunches of green mangoes hang on the branches like Christmas tree ornaments. They're not ripe yet, but oh, there are so many of them. You look forward to coming back here in a week or two and gathering as many mangoes as you can carry. The plant that is ready for harvest today is also near the center of the greenhouse. Lines of organic strawberries grow in a raised bed next to the fountain. No artificial chemicals come near these plants. They are as naturally grown as can be. You pluck one red berry from the vine and bite into it. The sweet and tart flavor erupts in your mouth. You take your time picking only the ripest strawberries, walking along the edges of the raised beds. There's no hurry here. The berries can take as long as they need to ripen on the vine. June, the gray and white cat, hops up onto the raised bed and follows you through the strawberry plants. She's not interested in the berries on the ground, but spends her time chasing a ladybug that flies from vine to vine. You call her name and hold out a berry. She comes to you, meowing, and sniffs at it. After you do this a few times, she takes a small bite. The red juice stains her white mouth, and her soft pink tongue sticks out to lick it clean. As you fill your basket with strawberries, you pop a few more of them into your mouth and enjoy the fresh flavor. Your basket begins to overflow, so you set it down by the edge of the fountain. Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. 
Yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. You sink onto the bench across from the fountain, feeling the softness of the pale yellow pillows. They smell of clean cotton, warmed in the afternoon sun. Look around at everything we have done. Tending a greenhouse like this takes a lot of patience and daily upkeep, but it's so rewarding, and it forces us to relax and slow down. Gardening is a peaceful task. It helps both the plants and the gardener to thrive. June hops up on the cushions next to you. She snuggles into you, sniffing the catnip in your pocket and purring contentedly. Listen to the gentle breeze, the distant bird song, the gurgling fountain. As the shade of a tree covers you, you can close your heavy eyes and finally rest. Now, as you drift off to sleep in this beautiful greenhouse, think about the gardener and how well he cares for each plant. Remember how much more precious you are to God and how well he will care for all of your needs. He will leave you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace God gives is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Let me pray for you. Dear Lord, thank you for the way you take care of us. I pray for this listener to have peaceful rest and pleasant dreams. Please bless them, protect them, and give them your peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Sleep well, safe in this garden of God's peace.